Welcome to Season 2 of the Unicorn Club Audio Journal Podcast. Today is November 4th, 2020. To all of my Day 1 cousins and to all of my new cousins, gather yourselves, welcome, God bless you, and I love you. I'm just going to get right into this podcast. So the first thing I want to talk about is... How do you like what's going on with um, the presidential election? <laughs> I think we all kind of figure some antics and shenanigans would, you know, come up concerning it. But I didn't think for a half of a minute it would have taken this long to pick Biden. I remember when Trump won. I was watching the presidential election. November 3rd, and I ended up falling asleep, and it was like 9 o'clock somewhere around there, and I remember hearing in my spirit that Donald Trump was going to win, and I was like, oh, okay. The next morning when I woke up, sure enough, Donald Trump won. I said, huh. But needless to say, you know, it didn't take long for the votes and the el- the college electoral votes to be counted and we had a president. Like, technically, we don't have a president. <laughs> but um, God is always our leader and commander-in-chief. So, right now, it looks like Biden has most of the college electoral votes and I believe that you need 200, a person needs 270. And I believe that Biden is a little over 250. So it looks like Biden is going to win as of today. We never know. We'll see what happens. So here is the tea. There's a lot of cups of tea that I want to give to you tonight. So my first cup of tea, did you gather yourself? Okay, all right. So my first cup of tea is, the other night I was sitting down watching TV and I see all these police cars. And my neighborhood is a very quiet neighborhood. Nothing really happens. I mean, a couple of years ago, every summer for some odd reason, someone's dog would get hit by a car and die. And then after a while, that stopped. Then, during the summer, you would hear couples fighting. I would hear couples fighting outside. Not so much fighting, but arguing. And after a while, that stopped. Then all of the children became teenagers. And no one was outside. The neighborhood got quiet. You only heard like cars driving by, unless it was, you know, the 4th of July, the New Year, Cinco de Mayo. Other than that, it's a very quiet neighborhood. So when I saw these flashing lights, I was like, what the heck is happening in this quiet neighborhood? So I look out the window and down the block from where I'm at, it's all of these police officers you know, in front of this one particular building. So, something must have happened. 
I continued to watch TV. The next day, I was coming into my neighborhood, and there's a guy that I speak to that lives in that particular building. And we only speak because we live in the same neighborhood, and I've been here this year, makes 16 years. And he's been here um, almost 30 years, 27, 28 years, something like that. So in passing, you know, you see people and after a while you just say hello. You know, he and I don't have each other's phone number or anything like that. But we say hi in passing. So he said to me when I saw him, did you hear what happened? I said, no, what happened? And he said, oh, you know, the landlord in my building chased the girl in the building with an axe. I said, what? An axe? What? What? He said, yeah, he chased her with an axe. He wanted to chop her up. He swung the axe. She blocked it, and it cut her in her arm. So all this blood on the ground, so forth and so on. And I'm still in shock that an axe was involved, like an axe that you use to chop down a tree. An axe. I'm like, get out of, shut the front door. So he says to me, yeah, be careful. If that wasn't enough, let me just insert insert something right here. When he said, yeah, be careful, you know how you go around people and you can feel their, their vibe, their energy? Well, I just felt this energy of fear that was leaving from him and tried to attach itself to me, but it had got blocked. I felt that energy coming toward me, and I felt it get blocked. That is the T, aside from the man trying to chop the girl up. And so when I thought about it, uh, I said to myself, how, you know, did that happen? How did that happen? So other times, you know, I feel people's energy and they try to project it onto me and I project it right back onto them. There's this one guy in particular. He has like a lot of anxieties and sometimes it's out of control. Sometimes he controls it. Sometimes it's not there at all. And there's one particular time I kept noticing, like, why am I feeling this way? Like... Anytime I talk to him, I feel this way. Then I, I realized it was that energy. And so I pushed that energy right back onto him. The crazy thing is he realized I was pushing that energy back onto him. And he stopped projecting it to me. There was no conversation about his, his energy of anxiety or nothing. He caught it and he stopped it from happening. That that was like uncanny. So I was asking myself, what happened that this energy of fear did not attach it? Like it was like blocked. And then it dawned on me, it's the affirmations that I speak over myself. This is why I tell you guys to speak affirmations to shift the atmosphere. Um, especially in your home. Your home is your sanctuary. So you always want to go through your home speaking positive words into the atmosphere, speaking things into existence and shifting the atmosphere. 
Open up your windows. Open up the blinds. Open up the curtains. Let some fresh air come in. Let some light from outside come into your home. Play some music. Um, clean. Something that I noticed um, with um, cleaning. Um, there's this um, Lysol all-purpose spray. Lysol all-purpose spray. One day, I got up, and it was on a weekend. And I said, oh, I'm going to clean and, you know, just play some music. And, you know, that's that's kind of it. And so I had no intentions on, on shifting my atmosphere or seeing affirmations. Just cleaning, and that was it. So... I played Hot 97 on iHeartRadio. I went around. I was cleaning and I was using this um, all-purpose spray. And then when I sat down, I felt the change in the atmosphere. Now, I don't know what using that spray has to do with shifting the atmosphere. I don't know how that happened. Maybe it cleans like the ions from out of the air. If you don't know about negative ions and positive ions, you can go and research it on YouTube or Google, whichever one is best for you. But it's kind of like, you know, when you go to the beach and you feel that energy in the atmosphere on the beach. So those are negative ions, but those negative ions are positive for our bodies. And so I was thinking that by me cleaning with that particular Lysol all-purpose cleaning spray, that it did something to the ions in the atmosphere, which caused the atmosphere to shift. So ever since then, honey, I've been using it. Now, we hadn't had access to it because of the pandemic, but then... When the weather had gotten a little bit warmer, we were able to find anything by Lysol and Clorox. And so I kindly stocked up on it. A place where I always get it from is a pharmacy. The pharmacy always has it in stock. So <clears throat> if you can't find it, excuse me, at your local supermarket or your dollar store, whatever, <clears throat> excuse me, try looking in your pharmacy. So, I am going to continue to speak positive affirmations over myself because I know when someone comes, I now know that when someone comes along with their negative energy and they try to project it onto me, even if my guard is down and I'm not really paying attention because I spoke those things over myself, it's going to get blocked. So that's something that you you want to really implement two or three times a week. I normally say my affirmations while I'm washing dishes. And if I have time to do, um, you know, some stretching, I try to do about 10 minutes of stretching or yoga. Then I say the positive affirmations while I'm doing my stretching. So that's something for you to um Implement into your lifestyle. So, back to the man with the axe. So, <laughs> and I'm not making this thing up. I'm not making it up. 
I was sitting down watching the local news and they put it, the man that chased the woman with the axe, they put it on the news. I was trying to figure out how did the people get it so quickly because it was like within like less than 24 hours of the incident, it was on the news. So you so the clip that they showed on the news, you literally see the man and he was balding at the top of his head. And they said, 57-year-old so-and-so, you know, uh, chased the woman something or other with an axe over a noise dispute. Chased his neighbor something, something over a noise dispute. And you see in the man's face how he had lost his mind. You know, years ago, you was able to look in a person's face and see that they were no longer on earth or their soul wasn't in their body, like they completely snapped and lost it. You could look in their face and see it. That's how the man's face was on the news. I was able to look him in his face and see that he was not there. That was something else. He had the axe up in the air, cousins, and was swinging it towards this girl. The girl runs. You see her running. You see her drop her cell phone, and you see her running down the hallway. And they kept looping this one scene where the balding man was going up the stairs, not in his right state of mind, with this axe held up in the air. And so when the woman when the woman had ran, he never ran to the direction of where that woman was running to. Like something stopped him. And as he was going down the stairs, you see the woman throw something at him. And I said, good girl. She was fighting back. Good girl. Then they said on the news, oh, he'll be, you know, in court tomorrow. Something of that nature. Something about him going to court the next day. And I said, well, I'll be damned. This man had every intention on chopping that woman up and murdering her. Every intention is on chopping her up. And I'm glad that God was with that girl. Whoever was helping that girl, I'm glad that they was there to help her. Because if it wasn't for God, the lady, the lady would have been chopped up and dead. Who gets an axe in 2020? I don't even want to know the answer to that. Never mind. So this guy is the owner of the building. And I'm pretty sure he will no longer be the owner of that building. I'm pretty sure that's attempted murder, premeditated attempted murder, and I'm pretty sure the penalties are stiff. So, I lived in a neighborhood with, I don't even want to say a killer, he didn't kill but a killer. 
Like you see these things on Lifetime, on TV. You don't expect to actually like live it out. 2020 has been one heck of a year. One heck of a year. So I want to tell you guys my next cup of tea. And it's about Judas. You remember the story about Judas, right? Okay, so I was listening to Judas talk. And she was telling me how her child's father had called her shysty. And I chuckled a little bit inside. And the reason why I chuckled was because I changed her name in my phone to Shiesty. I actually Googled how to spell Shiesty to make sure I spelled it right. And I, I know it's an Italian word. That means a person basically that likes to get over on people in foul ways. And so the reason why I had changed her name to Shiesty was because she told me how she was dating a guy that they previously dated before for a couple of years. They broke up over the course of the pandemic. They got back together again. And Mama Bear told her son, listen, she's only here because she wants money. That's the only reason why she's with you is because she wants money. And Judas never said it wasn't true. And I kind of figured the same thing that Mama Bear said, because it didn't make sense to me. Why she went so long, like if you're in a relationship with a person for five years, and y'all break up, most people have an emotional attachment to said person, right? And so you would try to talk them out of breaking up with you. You would try to hold on to them. You would ask, what's the problem? Let's work it out. So forth and so on, right? She never did that. He said, I'm cutting you off. Judas said, goodbye. And Judas kept it pushing. Now that the $600 a week has stopped, all of a sudden Judas want that old thing back. I said, no, nah, that's for money. That don't make sense. That's for money. Her, her bills exceed her income. That's for money. And she was talking about how she wanted somebody to pay her portion of the rent for where she lives at. And I said to her, girl, <laughs> girl, <laughs> what planet do some people live on? <laughs> so anyhow... She found somebody to pay her portion of the rent, which is him. And he's just as crazy as she is. He's just, a, she's an emotional train wreck, and he's an emotional train wreck too. And I think that they should be together and be an emotional train wreck with each other, honestly. Keep, stay off the streets, leave innocent people alone, and stay together. That way, y'all. Won't wreck havoc on innocent people. You're too busy wrecking havoc on each other. Honestly. So, when Mama Bear told her son Judas was only around for his money, I was like, I kind of figured that. And then Judas confirmed it 
when she didn't say anything at all in rebuttal. She never said, that's not true. I said, oh, that's confirmation. It is true. Right? And the guy wondered if it was true, so he brought it to Judah's attention. And I don't know what was the conversation between the two of them. She never mentioned it, and I didn't ask. But I do know that all of a sudden, they were talking about marriage and having a baby and living together. So I said to her, do y'all have a conversation about being exclusive? And she said, kind of something like that. And I said to myself, there is no something like that kind of when you're talking about living together, having a baby and marriage. It, that's a yes. Then I noticed that all of the side dudes, it was like she was waiting for them to do what they do best, and she used that to get rid of them. So she was getting rid of everyone to be exclusive with the guy that she's with. So there is no sort of kind of. That's a yes, a hard yes. I don't think that she lies to me. I think she lies to herself. And I say that because her actions say something completely different from her words. And I'm quite sure she notices that she does that. And I'm quite sure she has no intentions on changing that. And I'm quite sure she has a reason as to why she does that. And so this is why I call her shysty. I changed her name in my phone. To shysty. So whenever she calls, it says shysty. And I'm looking for the perfect ringtone to express the shystiness. Okay? So when her baby daddy called her shysty, I chuckled in the inside a little bit because a couple of weeks prior to that, I had changed her name to shysty. She just doesn't know that I changed her name in my phone to shysty. But that really is a shysty thing to do. You only, like, you didn't have no problems with leaving someone that you were with for seven years. She didn't blink. She didn't think twice. She was having sex with multiple men. She, all sorts of things she was doing. The only time she thought about him was when her hormones changed because of her period. Then she was all lovey-dovey and she thought about him. And she talked about what she liked about him. But then after her cycle ended, she was back to being her selfish self. She really didn't care that he was gone. And then when she met old buddy, uh, he was telling her sweet nothings, whispering sweet nothings in her ear. And I think that was in the month of September. She was marrying him. She was all in love, head over heels, happy, getting butterflies. She was marrying him. And then we come to October and you're in a whole other relationship with someone else and you're marrying him. You, how, how did you make the transition? How? So, the bottom line is she just wanted to be with this guy to not be alone and she knew that she could get 
help from him. And she knew that she would be financially supported by him. She knew that he would take her and her child shopping. And he would help her with her child. So forth and so on. She's not with him because she cares about him. She's with him because her her self-esteem is low. Her confidence is low. She does not love herself. And she needs help with her child. That's why she's with him. The minute she changes, the minute her self-worth and her value increases, her finances increases, her son is able to do more on his own, she's gone. She's gone. He can forget about it. She won't look back either. He can forget about it. There's one thing that I've noticed about Judas. and Let's think about the Judas in the Bible. Judas betrayed Jesus. Jesus knew it was coming, but the disciples did not. They didn't even see the betrayal coming. And now we have these modern-day Judases. And these Judases will betray you in a way that you would never see coming. You really have to pay attention. You really should, like, fast one day a week or something. Like, meditate, pray, I don't know. Zen, I don't do something. Do something so that your eyes can be open. Because there's always, there's a Judas in every camp. You'll never be able to fully get rid of a Judas. Because when one Judas leaves, another one comes in. Or there's been another one sitting there quietly for a couple of years. So when you get rid of the Judas, the, the, this Judas number two had already, had already been there in your life for three years. Just was sitting quiet. You never could get rid of the Judas in your camp. So, I just wanted to share that with you, how I found it. It's not a mere coincidence that I changed her name to Shiesty and then somebody else calls her Shiesty. I say that she is bipolar and other people are starting to see it and they're calling her crazy which is not a nice thing to say to anyone, but that's what they're doing. They're calling her crazy. So I'm glad to know that I'm not the only one that see it. That's the important part. So for my next cup of tea, and I think this will be my last cup of tea. So I think I told you about the girl in North Carolina who's getting married to the guy who is um, having sex with anyone that would give him his their their vagina um she claims he stopped i don't believe it they started off smashing everything moving there's no way he's gonna stop just for her like she's special like that's not how men work they have to stop when they want to when they're ready when they have a reason i remember um having a dream I don't remember if I shared this dream with you guys. But in the event, in any event, I remember I had the dream I was sitting next to the pastor and we was in a room and a girl from North Carolina came into the room with the guy that she's engaged to. And 
she sat in front of us. The guy was just smiling. And she said to us, I'm engaged. The pastor and I looked at each other. We looked back at her. We looked at each other again. And we knew that had we had given her the prophetic word from God, that she was just going to do what she wanted to do anyway. So it didn't make any sense for us to say anything to her. So we didn't. So I said to the pastor, I got this steak. You want some? Would you like it? I said, would you like it? She said, yeah. I put some A1 steak sauce on it. I said, okay. I just want the bone part of the steak. And then instantly I started to taste it in my mouth. As if I was literally... Like in real life, eating the steak. Now, in real life, I really do like chew the meat from off of the bone part of the steak. For some reason, that tastes better to me than the steak in itself. So, I didn't mind giving the pastor the meat while I took the bone. I didn't mind. Well, honey. The girl from North Carolina in my dream, she got, she was so mad. She was livid. She was so mad. She got up and then she stormed out. The guy followed behind her and she slammed the door so hard that the wall had shook. The pastor and I continued talking about the steak. We didn't care how mad she was. So I remember going in a dream. I remember in the dream going to go and make this steak. And I remember being on a rooftop. But that's all I remember about the dream. And when I woke up, I remembered another part of the dream where the pastor said to me, he cares for her, but she's his problem. I don't know what that means, but I got an inkling of an idea of what that means. Because for me, <clears throat> as a female, dealing with her just on a daily basis would have to be absolutely exhausting. Absolutely, because you constantly have to cater to her, constantly have to entertain her, constantly have to make her feel comfortable, constantly have to give her what she wants. Constantly do this and constantly do that. That's a job. It's a job. And I personally wouldn't want to be bothered with it. So I don't interact with her every day. I can't imagine what that guy experiences with her on a daily basis. Now she's pregnant. They're getting married this month. And I have no intentions on going to the wedding. And here's why. <clears throat> I was planning to go, excuse me, and I was looking at airfare and hotel fees and, you know, all these different things. And I said, so, you know, you get your date, I'll be down there. Don't worry about it. I got time. And money is not an issue. I'll be there to support you. Whether you decide to marry him or you don't, I still support you. And I think it just warmed her heart when I said that to her. So I was sitting in front of the computer working on my e-commerce business and I get an alert on my cell phone. I look 
And the mayor of New York had added some states to the travel advisory list. I thought, let me go on here and look and see what's going on. I looked and they put North Carolina on it. I said, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Nope. Uh-uh. She going to have to be all right. So I had messaged her and I told her that, you know, the um, her state was on the travel advisory list. And, and I apologize that I wouldn't be able to make it during the pandemic. You know, it's just the pandemic is the issue. It's like time and money is not the issue. The pandemic is the issue. The last thing I want to do is travel and catch the coronavirus, you know, to support somebody's little wedding. I was getting ready to say something else, but I don't want to put my mouth on nobody's marriage. So I just called it a little. Anyhow, the girl comes to me and she says to me, yeah, I know, I saw that. I'm thinking to myself, sis wasn't going to say anything? She had no intentions on saying anything at all. Knowing that I had open heart surgery, like you not going, you knew, so you was willing for me to risk my life to be at your little wedding when you know damn well you wouldn't have risked your life to come to New York for my wedding. Anything, for anything or anyone for that matter. How dare you? How dare you make such a selfish decision? Then she wanted me to get her some CMOS without sending me the money for it. Not an issue. $20 wasn't going to make me any richer or any poorer. So I go to the supermarket at my leisure. And I hear the Holy Spirit tell me, don't get it for her. So I don't get it. I got one for myself. I didn't get it for her. So I told her, um, you know, I didn't get the CMOS for her. And she says, oh, I had already found some. I said to myself, again, you wasn't going to say anything? That's being greedy. You know you found some. You should have sent me a text, a canary at the window, something that said, hey, don't get the CMOS. I already got it. I found some. But she wasn't going to do that at all. You was just going to keep quiet. Thinking, I don't know. But you see, it's a good thing that I listen to the voice within me. I awake listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. It's a good thing I listen. I'd have been mad. So I said, you know what? This you too, she too selfish. I'm not. I'm not going nowhere. God gives me a free will, and I use my free will to not go. How about that? So that's when I decided, because of those two th- situations right there, that's when I decided that I wasn't going to go to her wedding. I think that... I think that I don't even want to... I don't want to give anybody the same energy that they give me. I don't want to be tit for tat. That's not being a woman. I don't want to say anything to her about it because I don't value the situationship that we have. We're not friends, clearly. So whatever it is that the acquaintance that we have, I don't value it. I don't have intentions on keeping her in my life um, long term. So I don't 
plan on having no conversation with her about it. I do know that she's not getting no wedding gift from me. She won't be hearing from me on her wedding day, the day before the wedding or the day after the wedding. And she can kiss where the sun don't shine for the next wedding that they have. Okay? I won't be in attendance for that either. Unless God tells me to go, I will not go. So, as if that wasn't enough, I decided to log off of Facebook, but like I said, I'm doing my e-commerce business, so I have a business page on Facebook, and I use that business page to run ads across several different platforms. So, what I wanted to do was log on create the ads, save them, and then download um, the app specifically for the business page. That way I don't have to log on to my personal account to get to my business page. So I see that she sent me a message. Now she has multiple different profiles between Facebook and Instagram. And when I look at them, I think, She's having an identity crisis that she don't know who she is or where she belongs. She's like four kids in, getting ready to be five. And so, anyhow, from one of her pages, she sent me a message and said, Hey, I'm just checking in on you. I said to myself, What kind of foolery is this? Do y'all remember when Facebook first came out? And people had your phone number, but they would log into Facebook and send you a message and tell you to call them. Like the same amount of energy and time and effort it took for them to log on to Facebook to send you that message. They could have just picked up the phone and called you. This is what she did. So I'm saying to myself, what type of foolery is this? If you really wanted to speak, why, why don't you just send a text, pick up the phone and call? Why does she always wait for me to initiate and then get mad that I only call her like four times out of the year? If I didn't call four times out of the year, we wouldn't speak that four, that four times. So guess what? 2021, she ain't going to get them four phone calls in a year. Okay? You want to speak to me. You want to interact with me. You want me around. There's something about me that you like. There's something about me that you admire, even though you do shitty, selfish-ass things, but you're too damn prideful to initiate a phone call. You think I'm going to chase you like I'm a man and you the female, and I want your woo-ha? I don't want your coochie. I don't want nobody's coochie. Okay? This is not what we're going to be doing. This is not what I'm going to be doing. What I want is for these adolescent adults to get on up out of my face and take their antics and shenanigans someplace else. Exclude me from their BS and leave me alone. If this is not anything positive that's going to benefit me, I don't even want to be bothered. Not with a selfish person, not with an adolescent adult. I don't. If you're having a party, what am I getting out of this party? 
because I don't want your food. I could cook myself. And I got my own money where I could buy my own food. So what am I getting, you adolescent adult, out of attending your little shingding? Nothing. I, I, I'm busy. I can't make it. I'm going to make a calendar. I'm going to make a calendar. I'm going to print it. It has 30 days on it. I'm going to find a red pen or something. And I'm going to say, this is how much time I have for the devil. And I'm going to put an X on every day. That means I don't have no time. I am busy. And I'm going to post it on social media. So, anyhow, I'm noticing that she sends me this message. And then she logs on to her second account. And she's watching me from her second account. I <laughs> said, good girl, everything that's slick don't slide. And just because you slide, that don't mean you slick. Everything that's slick don't slide. And just because I let you slide, that don't mean you're slick. Little do she know I won't be on social media until 2021. So she can watch from a distance as much as she wants. But this should tell her that I'm not fucking with her like that. If she keep it pushing, I could care less. If she want to stay at a distance, she could stay at a distance too. I could care less. My thing is, here's the whole thing of it all. Like, when I did season one of my podcast, that was 2019. And I was going through a lot of things with mostly women and a couple of men here and there. And I had to do a lot of self-reflecting and reevaluation because not only was I going through my midlife crisis, I was dealing with bullshit from adults at the same time. And to learn a lesson from it so that it don't repeat itself. And so here we are in 2020 and I'm still it's like 2019, these childish adults, they reminded me of the Israelites that was going around in circles for 40 years, never learning a lesson, never having a moment of deja vu, that they don't see it, they blind, they keep bothering me, I don't know why people bother me. Like I dealt with a bunch of psychopaths, I got rid of most of the psychopaths. In 2019, I got a couple of psychopaths left. But it was a lot that I was going through at one time in 2019. So I cleared it all up before the ball had dropped for 2020. And then 2020 came with its own stuff. Just this year by itself, it came with its own things. So on top of dealing with the things that 2020 just came with on its own, I'm still dealing with like the residual gook from the psychopathic adolescent adults. And so I'm, I'm just wondering what is it that I need to resolve within myself so that I can I want to automatically repel adolescent adults. I want them to look at me and say, 
Oh, I don't want none of that. Let me go somewhere else. Oh, she intimidates me. Let me go somewhere else. Oh, her confidence. I can't take it. Let me go somewhere else. Her light is too bright. Let me go somewhere else. I won't be able to pull one over on her. Let me go somewhere else. I want for the adolescent adults that's here in 2020 to say, I don't know who this Naja is, but she's not congruent with who I am at this moment. I ain't even going to say nothing to her. Let me make my... Let me make my exit now. I want them to go away, basically. I want them to go away on their own. Because I notice with people, if I get rid of them, they come back. If they get rid of themselves, they walk away themselves, they have their reason as to why they do it, and then they don't come back. They don't come back. I may bump into them three years later, five years later, and they'll forget why they made the decision that they made, and I'll push them away. You made your bed, you lay in it. Stay there. Because the feeling was mutual, actually. You left and I wanted you to leave, actually. So, I'm not even mad at anybody. <clears throat> I'm really not. I'm not mad at anybody. I'm not disappointed at anybody. You know really don't want to have a conversation with them. I don't feel like they're worth it for me. And I just want to, I want to live my life with God. And I want peace. I want peace. And I just want to live a happy life. And that's it. I don't want all the chaos and the drama. I don't want it. And it's not even me that's initiating it. It's other, it's these adolescent adults that keep bringing their BS to my doorstep. I don't want it. So, this is where I'm at with everyone a family member, a friend, a neighbor, a job, co workers, supervisors. It doesn't matter. It applies to everyone. If they're an adolescent adult, they're going to get a new, a new version of me. And I really don't care if they don't like it. I don't care what they think of me. I don't care what they have to say about me. Because they don't pay any of my bills. And they don't make me happy. If they made me happy... I wouldn't be wanting to get rid of them to begin with. So, that's that. So, as far as the guy goes that was telling you that I had met and we're dating and everything. You know, we're going on a date again on Friday. And he seems to be looking forward to seeing me again this Friday. So, I don't know where we're going, what he has planned, what we're doing. It's not going to be much. I certainly don't want to be out in the midst of any type of civil unrest due to this stuff that's going on with the presidency. I know stores have been bordering up their 
windows and doors and stuff like that because they don't want any looting done to their business. It's like if Biden wins, there's going to be a riot. If Trump wins, there's going to be a riot. Or if Trump loses, they're gonna, it's going to be a riot. It's like either which way, it's going to be some civil unrest. So we're going to have the civil unrest, allegedly, from this presidency. And then we still have the civil unrest that's going on between, you know, the police department and different states and, you know, Breonna Taylor and George Floyd and so forth and so on. This, this year is, then we got the pandemic. This, I look forward to 2021. <laughs> What will 2021 bring? Can we see a preview? You know how when they make a movie, they they show like a trailer or a preview or something. And you get like two, three minutes of what's going to happen in the movie. Like, can we get like a little preview of 2021? That would be great. But in the meantime, I'm just going to enjoy the guy that I'm I'm dating. Everything seems well. Um, we spoke today and he... He asked me to date him exclusively, and he um, told me, he didn't ask me, he told me that he has no interest in, you know, dating other women or being intimate with other women, so forth and so on. And usually men don't do stuff like that. Like, he surprises me. The things that men normally come with, this guy doesn't come with it at all. And it's a good thing that... I am healed enough emotionally and mentally that I can handle what he come with. I can handle it. It's normal. It's normal. And so I'm not afraid of the normality. Very happy for that. Uh, spoke about living together. And I think I mentioned this to you, but in the in any event, we spoke about living together. And I said to him, um, we can buy a house together. And back to this energy thing. When I said that to him, it was like that concept hit him like a ton of bricks. I felt that energy like hit him all in his chest like bricks. Like it's kind of like it caught him off guard. You know, when somebody's talking to you about something, he, Here's a little experiment for you to do. Let's say somebody is always in your business and they don't never mind their business. They're just nosy. When they ask you something, wait till you're face to face, though. Wait, because this is good. Wait till you're face to face. And when they ask you something, you just look at them and say, I don't know why. And watch how it shocks them. They like jump back a little bit and they ball their face up like, whoa, it catches them off guard when you ask them why. Catches them totally off guard. And so that's how the energy was when I said, when I mentioned like we could get a house together with the guy and like totally caught him off guard. Like I felt that energy just like hit him. It just hit him. And like he didn't go anywhere. He didn't back down or anything like that at all whatsoever. Uh, there's a piece of me that thinks he is moving a little bit too fast. And so I kind of slow him down 
from time to time because I don't think we even make four weeks yet. It's possible we have, but it's really quick. And I know some people, they kind of meet and get married three months later, and the next thing you know, they've been together 78 years, but the chances of something like that happening in 2020, I don't know. I I am aware of what I want. I am aware of what he wants, but we're still kind of new to each other. And you really don't know a person until you live with them. You have to interact with them in public places and around other people in order for you to get to know who the person is. So we need to do more of that. I need to, I just need him to slow down just a little bit because he is moving quick. And I'm like, what is the rush? I say that because we've... The exclusivity part, I'm okay with how quick that transpired. Because I think that when a man when a man is serious, um, you know, he'll say, I'm looking to be with one woman. I'm looking to get married. They'll, they normally say that from the beginning, and then they kind of just judge to see if they want to spend the, the rest of their lives with you or not, or if they just want to stay with you until they find someone else better. That part is normal, but the whole living together and getting married, that's kind of quick. So anyhow, we're, we're just going to see what happens on our date on Friday. Of course, I'll be back to update you guys and let my cousins know all of the tea of what's going on. I'm also looking forward to the surprise on Thanksgiving at my house because he's coming to my house, but, but um, my friend and her fiancé have no clue that he'll be here. <laughs> Uh, and I believe that her wedding is somewhere around the time of her birthday in the month of December. So that's nice. God bless. Anyhow, cousins, uh, I love you guys. God bless you. Speak your affirmations over yourself. Do some type of meditation or Zen or something at least once a week so you can stay spiritually awakened and alert. And um, just be blessed, you know. Don't let no holes shake your foundation. <laughs> Shalom.